this is a big deal because a lot of people who call themselves Christians really haven't established the fact God loves me, okay? And here's the other fact you really gotta get, okay? And this is so very important, all right? You ready? God loved you first. Gotta get that one. That is so very important for us to understand. God loves me first. That way I ain't always sitting around trying to deserve his love. Because I hate to say it, but I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care how many nice things you do. I don't care how much money you put in the offering. Man, I don't care if you live at this church, all right? Everything you do next to him and his love ain't really nothing. I actually know people that they've kept account, not this church, but at other churches, they they kept account of how much money they've given and they could tell you an accumulation of how much money they've given to the church in the years they've gone. Do you know how much that's gonna matter come judgment? Nothing, absolutely nothing, you know? And you say, well, what do you mean? He doesn't care how much you give. He cares that you do what he tells you to do, Amen. okay? But he he's not sitting around saying, no, man, you know, um, I can't remember anybody's name right now. JC only gave 10 bucks, you know? Um, Aaron gave 100 Aaron's in, JC's got to wait. No, I'm just kidding. No, but you hear what I'm saying? Doesn't that stuff come to your mind sometimes? It's like, well, you know, I'm not deserving. None of us are deserving of his love. Please begin to get that garbage out of your head, out of your filter, out of your mindset, out of your life. Because you know how many people have walked away from God because they just couldn't, they just couldn't. Did you ever hear that? Well, I tried, but I just couldn't live up to that. And the, that is nothing but a demonic ploy. Are you with me? It's a demonic ploy. You know, I could, I could never live up to, you know, now I'm gonna be honest, the trash I grew up in, I don't wanna live up to that. <laughs> You know, they had rules for, upon rules. They had rules for their rules, okay? I get a kick out of the fact that there were rules about everything except the 350-pound preacher evangelist people who ate 76 pieces of fried chicken. Now, that's actually biblical, okay? But the bottom line is they didn't have a rule for that. That was weird to me as a kid. I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I don't want that. Because honestly, you got to understand something. God doesn't love you more because you don't do something. God doesn't love you more because you do do something. God just loves you. Always has. Always will. No matter what. See, this is so important. 
Because this is a big deal. This is where people are really getting off spiritually. You know, I just can't do all that stuff. What stuff? I can't pray an hour a day. Before I really started praying, I couldn't either. Does that make sense? You know? I mean, I, I can't read 46 chapters of the Bible. Well, you don't have any time you work for a living. I should be. I don't read 46 chapters either, but you hear what I'm saying. But hear this. No matter what's going on around you, Jesus loved you first. You see, even before the foundation or the creation of the world, hear this. Because he loved you first, are you listening to me? Everybody still awake? Kay said she's gonna be asleep by now. Where's she at? All right. Oh, there she is. Before he even created the place, he chose you personally. Are you listening? See, this, we ought to be having a, having a hallelujah fit for this. The old timers used to wave the hankies and, and stand up on the pews and all that kind of stuff. Today, we're more sophisticated. In other words, we're more boring, okay? We only get excited about worldly stuff. This is awesome. Before he even created the world, he chose you because he loved you to live in his family, to be in his family, even though you don't belong. You're an outlier. I'm an outlier in my family. Anybody else an outlier in your family? I mean, my family, they think I am slam nuts. Okay? And guess what? I think they're right. All right? I got no problem with that, you know? But you, you need to hear this. You, you need to understand this. He chose you to be in his family. Not because you're good looking not, and they need you in the family picture. Not because you, whatever. Not because you're so smart. Just because he loves you and chose you. If the stinking eagles today win, everybody, oh, we hear about Jesus loving us. We're like, no, seriously, guys, we need to get excited about this. We need to tell somebody, please tell somebody about this. Please tell them and say, come to the church. The preacher's crazy, but he's pretty entertaining. All right, you know, but the bottom line is, hear me. He chose you by name. Look at the person next to you and say, he chose me by name, with my name, with all my stuff. He knows your stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You know the things you say in secret? You know the things you do in secret? You know the things you do when there ain't nobody else around? Anybody? He knows your stuff but he still loves you and he still chose you first. He's sitting up in heaven, eating all the tasty cakes he wants. Although they're not good anymore. Dutch made or somebody, you know, that, that, 
taste of cake is a little weird. The, the, the pies and stuff, you know, they're, they come out the bottom. And they, you take them out of the little plastic, or the little metal thing, and they get on your fingers. Does that tick anybody else off? Does anybody care? He's sitting up there just enjoying what he wants, having fun, having a great day, having a great, it's just perfect. But because he loved you first, he's sitting up there on that wonderful ivory throne. I don't know if it's ivory, I'm just kidding. And before he even created the world, because he knew what kind of knuckleheads we were going to become. Somebody say amen, okay? He knew the mess we were gonna make. He did. Are you with me? Because too often we think, well, he doesn't love me because I made a mess out of my life. Anybody here never made a mess out of your life? No, seriously. This is huge. Because so often we think, well, you know, how could God love me? He loves me and the big mess I've made out of my life at times I, could, I, can, I can match you mess for mess. Amen? But he still loves me. He's still sitting up on the throne before he even created the world and say, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go down through the heavens. That comes out of Hebrews chapter four. And I'm gonna go down there. And what we really celebrate this time of year, and reason we got these pretty little flowers and all that lights and everything. He came down through the heavens now, this is the creator king of the universe, right? And he was born in a barn. We well, see, you see, God can't relate to me. God can't relate to my mess. God can't relate to my struggles. He was born in a barn. Anybody? You know what I'm saying? I mean, creator, king of the universe. You'd have thought he'd have had much more than them people in, in England. Everybody calls royalty. Seemed like a bunch of dingbats to me, but you know, royalty. But he comes down here and he is born in a barn, laid in a bunch of straw with a bunch of pigs and a bunch of cows and a bunch of moos and a bunch of grunts and a bunch of, and, and immediately he's got all these people who hate him and want to kill him. And you think your life is a mess? Seriously, put that in context. You think your life is a mess? You think you got junk in your life? You think you got crazies in your life? The creator king of the universe came down through the heavens and positioned himself right in the middle of all that mess. You know why? Because he loves you. Amen. Hear what I'm saying? Because sometimes for some reason, we say amen here, we go out there and we think just the opposite. We forget. We forget that he came down in that mess too. And we think, well, I'm the only one with a mess. Satan never told you that. All them other people at the church, they ain't got no messes. Anybody here without a mess? I'm serious. Anybody here not got any messes? We all do. Stop that. 
When it comes to your mind, say, go away. Stop that. Amen? Stop that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you are. I don't care what your title is. I don't care about your background. I don't care about your education. I don't care whether you're red, black, purple, pink. I don't care. We all got messes in this sinful world. He comes down off that throne, down through the heavens. I'm going to be honest. If he'd have called me and asked, I could have told him an easier way. But he didn't. Wonder why. He came down here. Then he's born in a barn, all right? In a couple of years, man, they are, I mean, immediately they're out to kill him, you know? And in a couple of years, all of a sudden he begins to grow up. And the worst part about being on earth for Jesus was the church. I hear no amen on that one. They the church. And the bottom line is, they were at him and at him. They were trying to destroy his ministry. They were trying to destroy him. They were trying to destroy his message. They were trying to absolutely undercut everything he was doing. (laughs) The dude heals people of all kinds of diseases, but it's on Saturday, their Sabbath, their church day. And they're like, we need to kill him for that. I don't think the people that were raised up and healed, I don't think they were mad at him. Amen? But this is what happens in the human religious dynamic. You ever been around the human religious dynamic? My goal in life is to destroy today the human religious dynamic. Okay, and I'll talk to you more about that sometime. But the bottom line, they were on him. I mean, they were looking to destroy him. They were looking to get him. Then he picks up 12 dudes. His dudes. And I am sure there were times during prayer time, he looked at his dad and said, could you not have done a little better? Amen? Those dudes... They didn't seem to get anything. Did you ever notice that? You know, well, they were the disciples. They didn't get anything. The day before he's going to go die, they're arguing who's going to sit on his right and his left. They even had their mama do it for them. But that's who Jesus had to work with. telling you, I could have found a better methodology. Amen? And he did all that. If you read Hebrews 4, the last couple of uh, verses of Hebrews 4 today, he did all that to let you know, I've already been through it, whatever it is. I'll say it again because y'all missed this. I've already been through it. Whatever it is. This is huge. This is great stuff. And he did all that to let you know now you've got a go-to no matter what the mess is. And the go-to ain't just there to make you feel better. 
The go-to is to help you to win. Because no matter what the mess was in Jesus' life, he won. Amen? Then, oh my goodness. Before he even created the world, he decided what I'm going to do for these people who don't give a care about me is I'm going to go down on the earth and I am going to give myself up and I'm going to allow myself to experience the most excruciating pain, the, 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 the worst death, the most humiliating death anybody could ever experience in this world. Sometimes I wonder if Jesus wasn't a little touched. Why did you do that? But he chose to do that and followed through on that because he loved you first. We should be getting happy there. I know we're in church but it's okay to smile and be happy. It's all right. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I know we're in church. We're just boring people. You say, you're kidding. It does worry me that we don't get excited. I'm going to be honest. Okay, I'm kidding and not. All right? So he died. He decided before he even created the world to die. And he decided before he even created the world, because he loves us, he decided, not only am I going to die, I'm going to raise myself from the dead. If you're sitting here today sucking your thumb, feeling sorry for yourself, you need to hear that part. Your situation is not as bad as what he went through these last three days. None of us. Yeah, well, you don't understand. Yeah, I do understand. And I hurt for you. But the bottom line is, your situation isn't any more harsh or any more heart, harm, hurtful or any more of a struggle than what Jesus Christ went through. Then on the third day, he didn't sit there sucking his thumb. Say, why doesn't everybody like me? I come nobody believe. But them 12 dudes are back in a, in a room sucking their thumbs, wondering what just happened. I told them what was going to happen, and they're still back there sucking their thumbs. Aren't you so glad we would never do that? Even when the ladies went running and said, yo, he rose from the dead like he said he would. They all went, nah, you lying. No, they did. One of them finally went over and checked it out. Folks, because he loved you, he not only died for you in your place, taken on every sin and battle and struggle and pain and sickness and trial and illness that you and I will ever, ever, ever struggle with. All of that was taken to the cross. On the third day, 
Are you listening? He rose again. Why do we sit around and feel sorry for ourselves? Why do we sit around and allow ourselves to sit on the pity potty? No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Oh, pastor's being mean today. No, the pastor is trying to help you to understand you can have the greatest life in the whole world if you will actually listen to the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. He loved you first so much that he decided to do everything necessary for you to have life and life abundant and life free, no matter your circumstance and no matter your situation, quit sucking your thumb. Quit feeling sorry for it, but you don't understand. I don't. He went through more. He rose from the dead. Let him raise us. Amen? Amen? So very, very, very important. Go to the last verse. Here's the coolest part. He loved me first and always will. Uh, they didn't get it. He loved me first and always will. His love endures forever. Folks, we are going to end with sending. Folks, you have just heard the message. Now, what are you going to do with it? This ain't all about just about you. Jesus said when he made you a Christian, when you repented, he will make you into fishers of men. Why are we not taking this message to a lost and dying and hopeless and helpless world? Why are we not leaving this place, going out and say, folks, next Sunday, you got to come to church. You got to be there, man. You need to hear about this. Next week, we're going to talk about Jesus came to die. Now there's inspiration. But it is. Amen. Then we're going to talk about the resurrection and what that means. And then we're going to talk about hallelujah, how to celebrate it. And then the last week of the month, the 24th, we're going to absolutely have a children's day. And that night, we're going to have a family thing. But the bottom line is, you need to invite people to these things. You need to say, ah, I know I ain't perfect, but I'm going to invite you to my church where he tells me it's okay Jesus Christ forgave me. And the bottom line is there is hope for me, even though I'm a big knucklehead. Are you with me? Why don't we? This is the greatest message in the world. This is the greatest message of all time. Tell them, just tell them. That crazy preacher said, if I don't do this, I'm gonna burn in hell. Now don't tell them that. But I think, folks, there is a struggle when we hear this and we know people in our lives that need this. And we don't care enough 
to ask them to come and hear it. This is important. I mean, think about it. He loved you first. And folks, I am so tired of hearing, well, what if they don't love me back? I just feel burnt. I'm hurt. Oh my goodness. Stop it. You have been loved by the greatest love in all the universe. First and forever. Quit worrying about yourself. Worry about those people that God has placed in your world and introduce them to this great love and this great grace and this great glory and this glory and love that lasts forever. He never turns his back. He never walks away. He never fails. He never forsakes. Never, ever, ever. And all God's people said, amen. Here's your opportunity. Lord, send me. Hey, thank you for watching, listening, and subscribing. Our hope is that this content will point to the person who can heal and transform your life. That person is Jesus. If you would like to learn more about him and how to become healthy in every area of your life, we would like to give you access to Right Now Media. This is the world's largest video streaming library of biblical resources and entertainment. It's completely free. We already paid this subscription for you. Scan the QR code if you're watching or find the link in the description below. Again, thank you for being here. We'll see you next time.